joined now by Madeline Swan. Maddie, we're going to start with grains today. Can you tell us what's happening in grains markets? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's all eyes to the sky, really, at the moment when it comes to uh, domestic production and the harvest. We've obviously got off to a bit of a rain-interrupted start to the Australian harvest up north, um, and a few issues stemming out of that. But I think we'll start first with the global market, as we usually do, just have a quick look at what prices are doing there. Um, it would seem really most pundits are saying that we're in a long-term bull market when it comes to grains prices at the moment because they just continue to go upwards. Um, so the wheat price uh, is now at the highest level it, it's been since 2011, according to the International Grains Council. Similarly, barley price is the highest since it's been since 2013. So that gives you a pretty good idea of where we're sitting globally for prices. The question then is why prices continue to go up so so continually. Um, to be honest, it's a little difficult to, to tell, except to say that there is long-term concerns over lack of supply in the market. So the most re uh, recent uh, USDA uh, forecast of global production saw production forecast uh, uh, revised upwards slightly. Um, so that was due to increases in Russia and a downgrade in the EU and the UK. Consumption was downgraded slightly because this is wheat, pardon me. Consumption of wheat was downgraded slightly primarily because uh, feed, the use of feed wheat declined as it became more expensive. Um, having said all of that, production is still at record levels. Um, so the, that long-term concern over supply and, the, and the, the reduction in global stocks is really the thing that's driving prices upwards. Behind that, um, prices also being driven upwards um, by concern over a lack of uh, high-quality milling wheat. So, but really... Perhaps the biggest news in the past couple of weeks and the thing that has really put a lot of buyers on edge is Russia. Um, this happens seems to be happening quite regularly um, at the moment, but the Russian government has announced that they do intend to implement export quotas coming into the new year, but they haven't told us what they are. Essentially, in December, it's expected that Russia will announce how big those quotas are and how much of an impact it will have on uh, on export on their export markets, and they'll be implemented in mid-Feb. The government hasn't yet decided how big those big or small those quotas will be, and it will depend very much on how their exports go up until December, January, um, and then also what their harvest is. Their harvest is nearly done and basically locked away, um, so I think they have a fairly good idea of it. But that's obviously made everyone a little bit nervy on the global market and keeps pushing wheat prices higher. On the domestic front, as I said, it's all really about the weather, which is not surprising. It's always about the weather when it comes to harvest, but really significant rainfalls across much of the east and some of the west has really uh, made made many uh, harvests a little bit nervy and a bit jumpy. Um, and as a result, that's seen the price spread between feed wheat and milling wheat go bananas. Um, I've seen some reports of going from a, a $5 a tonne uh, spread to a $50 a tonne spread in just the space of a few weeks. Um, that rain has really made people concerned over the quality of the of the um, the quality of the harvest coming off and also the tonnage. Um, to date, it doesn't appear like it's had a huge impact on quality, but there is more rain coming, and we'll keep watching um, as we go. Um, so that's really where we sit in the domestic harvest. We there are still some pundits who are saying that we expect an, an absolute record harvest of wheat um, for Australia. But ABS continues to sit. We're saying we're going to have the second highest um, harvest ever. So that's where we are. We'll keep watching the skies and see what happens going forward. Thanks, Maddie. I mean, arguably, 
uh, protein hasn't really been rewarded for a while and uh, the strength of our domestic feed industry has really been a driver to narrowing that feed to protein spread. Do we think there's possibility of a fundamental or a sort of step change back towards a you know 20 or 30 dollar premium to protein uh, going forward um, particularly if Russia does um, hold a bit of grain back from the market? Yeah, you would think so. It's been a rather unusual uh, time in terms of that spread that really feed wheat and milling wheat have been the same value, which has been unusual and odd and, and probably not something that we should usually expect. So I would say going forward, a bigger price spread of some variety will 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 um, stay. How big that is, let's wait and see. But I certainly would think that those protein levels and those quality levels will get better rewarded going forward. Yeah, and we do hope the rain stays off the harvest so that we can get it off in good condition. But what we do know is there's a lot of volume, assuming it can be um, harvested the way we would like and with potential for more gradings and um, segregations required, it might bring a bit of, um, it might make it tricky through the supply chain as we cater to all of that and farmers on farm storage options and a variety of storage options might be put to a bit of a test. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I mean, the big companies are saying they have enough storage capacity, um, but following last year's record harvest, there's still grain in silos around the country. Um, the old season is still being sold. Um, so there's obviously still a lot of grain around. Um, you know, a lot of the industry professionals, and as I, as I say, uh, a lot of the big the big companies say there is enough, um, but it, it's certainly going to be a logistical task. Yeah, and a lot of the talk had been about barley, of course, and the, the China market issues there. Um, price held up through last season. Is it still looking like a a clear run for, for barley growers giving yeah. product away at price? Yes, it's still looking all, all good. I mean, I think everybody recognises that there is a certain uh, dollar premium that Australian exporters are missing out on by not going to China. But if you're comparing year-on-year, month-on-month price increases, everything's looking incredibly rosy. Um, obviously, the shipping issues that have been an issue for all bulk um, exports, um, the lack of shipping availability are still an issue, but that's not just specific to Bali. That's for everyone, and everyone seems to be managing with it in their own way. And, of course, perhaps the biggest cream on the cake factor this year is canola, and whilst we've seen some wind and rain and hail um, spill a bit of canola to the ground, um, anything gathered up is incredibly profitable and valuable this year. So that, that's a nice t- touch on top of the cereal situation, isn't it? Yeah, almost worth its weight in gold, canola these days. Um, it's um, Obviously, that's all everyone knows. That's as a result of the awful climactic conditions in Northern, Northern America and Canada and the US. Um, but we're expecting a lot more people to start turning to canola as a viable um, and profitable crop um, at next year's plantings. Um, so expect to see the, 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 the tonnage of Australian canola go up.